Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. And welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Peeper. As we take a look at the AL and NL Divisional Series, we have uh, within a game of having our final four uh, set. Uh, and it's not the script uh, that uh, Hollywood wrote. Uh, and I, for one, am loving the schadenfreude of the whole thing. And anyone who's a small market fan, Milwaukee Brewers, Tampa Bay Rays, doesn't matter within it. You are enjoying uh, the schadenfreude of these $200 million behemoths now sitting on the couch like you. That's what you have in common with them now. What does, uh, uh, what does the average fan have uh, in common with the New York Mets, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, and your living room? They're all sitting in the same one. Uh, I'm so. That's uh, uh, an enjoyment here and very much rooting as it's in a delay right now. We'll see if weather allows for things to happen. But I am a massive Cleveland Guardians fan here tonight, hoping to watch the Yankees also make an early playoff exit. Uh, it was a fantastic series for the divisional round. It has been good baseball uh, to watch. The uh, uh, the marathons, uh, I never thought I'd see more than 15, but wait, there's more, as the commercials say, 18 innings to get the first run of the game. Uh, we've seen some big home runs. We've seen some dominant pitching performances, not always by the people that you expect. Uh, and some guys are just exactly who we thought they were. Cal uh, Quantrill, his, look at his stat line. It's the same guy he was in the regular season. It's not dominant. If you, if you asked... Him to do more than five or six innings and three runs, you were asking for something that he ha- that was Mister Consistency, a solid number four, number five starter within it. But then I saw people getting all upset uh, uh, at points with him, like that's exactly who he is, uh, and and he's been uh, good to that point. Uh, Garrett Cole actually had Garrett Cole uh, looks good. Garrett Cole got in uh, both their wins. Finally, props uh, yeah. to him. He's got that uh, some of that postseason stuff off his back. Uh, dominant performances uh, that have been here, uh, and we'll see if he's got a chance to have one more within the, it. Let's do that series first because Garrett Cole looks good, and that Harrison Bader trade paying off here because Bader has three home runs in four games in that series. So I crapped on Harrison Bader a lot. I will continue to crap on Harrison Bader because but I don't for, think he's very good. But for these games, but for these four or five games here, they needed someone to step yeah. up beside Judge. Uh, Judge has one we, hit this entire playoffs. Yeah, I think, right? and it's it a has run. not been uh, the the uh, what they needed from their their star player. Uh, as we look at that series and get set up for Game Five that's going on tonight to be the last one that then goes us to the the AL and NLCS. Uh, as always, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn for all your snacking needs for baseball Good games, job. playoffs, and movies of choice. Come hungry leave happy it has been a beautiful fall color season we had the art uh, uh, show taking place within it and that led to not only peak performances uh, in the playoffs but peak performances at the popcorn wagon thank you everyone for coming it was an incredible weekend if you came on sunday and you didn't get what you wanted that's that's on me i did not i usually make 20 bags of cheese and caramel a weekend i actually made 40 of the caramel and i still sold out so Thank you all for coming. And then, no art tour this weekend. Just got to come earlier. But the weather's supposed to be. That's right, you do. 
but the weather is supposed to be lovely this weekend, like 70s, and it snowed here today, like flurried, I'll say. <sighs> yeah, today I, was awful, but. I'm, I'm not ready for this stuff yet. I'm fine. I love fall. I love fall. This is not fall. This is close to winter. I had a, uh, I, someone told is, me they went up to Door County this weekend and that there was like a quarter inch on the ground already. At least it started yeah. one morning. It's when I mean, we just passed uh, like October 15th here. Like we're not, not November 15th, not December 15th, October 15th. Uh, and I want that, uh, uh, the calendar needs to remind the weather of, of what the time is uh, within it. Uh, hopefully we still have, I'm not expecting 70s, uh, but I'm hoping 60s, for. right? 60s and so- Saturday was 50s. lovely. You're, I'll take 50s. You had a big day Saturday, we know that, and you couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah. it was a, uh, uh, we, we've had some of it. This has just been kind of scary that we could be in. I, we've been saying we're due for so long uh, that we might actually have to, uh, uh, those receipts might be handed in here this year. We'll wait and see. But as we look for op- optimism uh, among things, we look at baseball playoffs, and uh, right now both uh, the Guardians and Yankees, I would say both are optimistic of where they are at their 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Cleveland has played uh, played them strong. Uh, their star players have stepped up. Uh, they have had a good series. Uh, they had a chance to close out in Game 4, which is why the Yankees should feel pretty good that we are at Game 5 because they, with a great performance by Garrett Cole, have pushed it to a Game 5, and they've done it all without Judge getting going. Uh, And so all you need is just this one game, and then everything is back right with the world. Can I talk about, I think, this year's playoff breakout? Maybe not to the... Uh, two years ago, Randy Rosarena. It's Oscar Gonzalez, right? Oscar Gonzalez yes, it is. is taken over as kind of a – he's not Jose Ramirez, right, which he doesn't need to be. I should have had this the, – the, if I would have been ready for the full assist, I would have had the soundboard ready with SpongeBob SquarePants right <laughs> That's there. Right. My bad. Next time I'll tell you before we start. But I think, <laughs> like, would you be – it's not out of the realm of possibility that Oscar Gonzalez hits 280 with – 25 home runs next year from what we've seen this end of this season in the playoffs, right? Like, I think that's well possible here. I There's no reason why he can't be Randy or Rosarina with, with more pop. Less speed, right? More yeah, power, less speed. More speed. Pop. Yeah, yeah it's, that, that, it's that equivalent. And the guy who went uh, went dominant uh, in, the, in the postseason and then has uh, laid that into being one of the better left fielders in the game, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, I, I see a very similar thing uh, within that. And then you put that with, again, one of the hardest outs in Major League Baseball for Stephen Kwan. He had a home run off Garrett Cole in the first game. He was, yes, he, he I think the only run that they, yeah, the only run they got that game was a Stephen Kwan home run. Kwan's really good. Like, And then perennial MVP, Jose Ramirez. Like, you have a, you have three guys right there that are studs in your lineup. Cleveland's going to be good for a while. Now, as we said here, the game hasn't started yet. It is tonight because Garrett Cole's pitched and Bieber's pitched. It is Savale against Tyone, I believe. Uh, I he, like that in Cleveland's. Uh, Cleveland? not with an, I, I like that part. Now, again, uh, the short porch benefits the uh, Yankees as far as that goes. But it comes uh, down to here's what I still think benefits Cleveland. They still have the better bullpen. The Yankees game three are up five to three going into the ninth inning. And Raldis Chapman's not there. Clay Holmes pitches an inning earlier in the game, and Boone pulls him early. And then Class A is pitched. We've seen him go two and a third earlier this series. Like, I still think it comes down to the bullpen, and Cleveland still has it. So, I we both and in Cleveland weird games it. like this that's coming up here, yeah, uh, that you, it goes down to the bullpen most I, times. I would fully expect, you know, I'm picking before it talks. You'll see Severino for the Yankees in the bullpen. You'll see Tristan McKenzie at least for the Guardians. I don't know if Bieber will go down there. He might. Like and. We've said it before. Like we both picked the Guardians. They're a deeper team now. Yankees. Garrett Cole's been great. He's got him two wins. This is this is why they paid him, and he is, you know, 
for all the issues the Yankees fans have had with him, this is it. And he's consider he this off. the non Scherzer. Uh, with it, he's he's been worth the bank uh, this postseason, and uh, uh, and they definitely needed him to be. And it all comes down to, uh, and, and this is where again how you build your team. Uh, the if Judge performs here, then you say that they built it exactly right. Now you had your stars do your thing, but they have no depth. The Guardians do. Uh, and that's where when you get to a game five, when you've already used your star pitcher uh, within it, that makes things much more difficult and evens the playing field. And that's what at two and two, uh, you have it all set up for that. And that's a, uh, a very interesting game five. And I'm excited for this one if we can actually watch it. I uh, would have had that on in the background while we were doing this, uh, but alas, the weather has other plans. Everything comes back to the weather, doesn't it? But Always. let's talk about the other uh, ale battle. This one wasn't. It was not. This one wasn't as eventful. Uh, they were good games. I shouldn't say that. They but all three games were excellent. Props to Seattle for a very good season. You should feel if you're a Seattle fan, you should feel very optimistic about your future uh, and what you've already locked up. Uh, within it again, Luis Castillo. Now at the next, the last guy in the midseason here got the the five year extension. Within it, you have young pitchers that are making their way. You have an offense that started to look uh, better within it, and now you'll find out with this playoff run. There's playoff revenue that comes with that. Uh, Seattle's pockets have been uh, uh, been deeper uh, recently. Uh, what does that lead to the off season within it? And I think that would be. I'm not trying to. I don't want to blow past Houston uh, within it. But they are who we thought they were. Uh, they have won. They have done. Uh, their players have done exactly what you'd expect them to do. They are the class of the AL, and someone else has to knock them off. We'll see what ends up happening from Cleveland and Yankees as far as that goes, and we'll come into preview stuff a little later. But as we did for the American League, should at least do that also for Seattle. We talked about like what went right, uh, and then what went wrong was again just going up against this a, a tougher, deeper, more experienced team. Uh, but what's the reason for optimism oh, this, for Seattle? Tons, right? I mean, this is this is the team that's basically a year ahead of Baltimore. We talked about how much we like Baltimore. Seattle's basically a year ahead of them. Julio Rodriguez is a star in the making. He's already there. Like you have two star young pitchers in Logan Gilbert and George Kirby. To you can add that to a full season now of Luis Castillo, who they just locked up to a long term extension. Robbie Ray was awful in the series. Awful, did terrible. But he's better than that. As for all of my issues with him, he's better than that. And then you have Matt Brash, Andres Munoz. All, the, all those guys minus Robbie Ray are 25 or younger. Like, young team, a lot of talent, willing to spend money. But see, here's what I like about uh, like Robbie Ray with, within that is, again, I don't mind a guy at, at 20 or $25 million for for a, within it, especially because you can afford a couple of them if you actually have a solid revenue team. So if one has an off day, uh, it doesn't work, you can, you can rely on a Luis Castillo. You can rely on someone else. You can't put all your eggs in one basket or you end up with Max Scherzer and you're sitting on the couch. Uh, and so I, I never believe in having one guy and then not being able to, to build around the rest of it. Now, there's no excuse for the Mets as far as uh, how the, the, their payroll and being able to build around it. But when you shell out that much money, uh, you need you pretty much need it, perfection. Uh, and, and when you don't get it, you're at such a disadvantage. Seattle is deeper. There's more length, both from young pitchers that are emerging uh, to also the Luis Castillo trade. I loved it from the start, and even more with the contract extension. This is part of, you already have your top guys right there for veterans and, and excellent pitchers. You have your young guys going within it. And so if one guy is off there, the rest of your deeper rotation can help pick them up. I, I like what Seattle is building. I, I do too. Now they're going to, 
Houston's not going to fall off a cliff here. That that's the part that they're always going to have to deal with. Is Houston still going to be good for a few more years here? That race should be fun. Yeah, it should be. Uh, Seattle just needs more consistency in their offense. They finished twenty seventh in average, twenty seventh out of thirty teams. That's that's they, tough. They right? still need to augment it a little bit. Yet yeah, they're they're not a, a comp- they're not a finished product. More Jesse Winker should be better, right? He was hurt all year. He wasn't very good. I think he can be better. We're only scratching the surface of what Julio Rodriguez can do. 30, like, I think he's got more power than speed, actually. I think it's more like 35, 20 is possible. Like, I don't know about next year, but at some point, if you told me he went 40, 20, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. I, he's incredible. <laughs> like, so they have, and they just signed him to a, what was the extension? It was a long one. They got an yeah. extension out of him. It's 12 years, $209 million with a bunch of player options in there. So, yeah. Seattle, you get to keep him for a long time. So that's awesome, too, for you. So there's uh, uh, a lot to work with there. I will say, and they're favoring it. While well, we said that should be a fun race, uh, it's harder for Houston with pitching. Eventually, Verlander's arm is going to fall off. Like it just can't keep going. This we're getting into Tom Brady here's, mode. Here's uh, the as one far that, as that that peak still happening. That's the one that killed Seattle in this series. Is they hit Justin Verlander mm-hmm. game one, six earned runs in four innings. You're not so you have a lead, and then the. Moment of the postseason so far. They bring in Robbie Ray, diverse Jordan Alvarez, and he just absolutely launches a home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and you lose eight to seven. And I mean, talk about like losing the wind in the sails, right? And yeah, and you were—they still played well. Yeah, like that's just it. You you were right there with them, uh, and that was uh, Jordan Alvarez is one of the top five, top ten hitters in the game, uh, just pure hitters. So it's. If you're going to lose to something, I want to lose to that versus like a number nine hitter uh, oh, within yeah. that you, massive mistake pitch within it. that guy just did what he does to so many pitchers. It just for Seattle fans sucked in that moment of the game and the way that was. Uh, we wouldn't even be saying it the same way if that three run homer was hit in the first or second inning uh, versus in that moment. And that was the uh, the hard one there. But can we talk uh, about the last back. game that you mentioned it earlier? Yeah. Eighteen innings. Before we got a run, so that Guardians Rays record for for longest postseason streak that, that lasted, lasted a week, long. one week, and then Houston's pitching staff in 18 innings gave up seven hits and three walks in essentially two games without an earned run. Incredible, like amazing effort by the Houston staff. Not that you know, I don't want to sit here and crap on Seattle's either. Equally as good, it was a leadoff home run in the top of the 18th by Jeremy Pena, but just. Amazing game, and I said, I don't know if it was you I texted, but just can you imagine how mad Rob Ramford was as he sits there and watches <laughs> these long 0-0 zero, zero games with all of his push towards offense next year? If he gets these 0-0 zero, zero games, he's just going to have a coronary. Like, Well, let's take a look at the uh, uh, the National League as we look at those uh, series, and let's go to the, the big one out west, uh, stay out west, uh, Dodgers-Padres. Uh, and, uh, again, the... I'm actually very happy for Padres front office because they have been swinging and swinging and swinging, and they finally connected on one. Uh, no one has tried harder. Uh, like we're at the level, like fantasy baseball trade level. Like the the someone in your league that that constantly goes and tries to make this happen, always tries to go to pick off a superstar from someone else's team. Uh, He's done it at the actual level, and it was either going to get him. Uh, 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 it was either going to get him a championship, or it's going to get him fired. Uh, and at this point, uh, it at least got him past the Dodgers, which that gives you a little bit more job security uh, by by taking care of this series. And 
it's the way that they, at least pitching wise, the way they've been trying to build. Uh, Joe Musgrove, uh, all of a sudden back to being uh, uh, an elite arm uh, within it. Uh, he has performed very well in this series. You Darvish uh, did exactly what you'd expect him uh, to do within it. You had all these arms that you've been building, this rotation that you've been trying for a couple of years to do. It connected and at the right time, the Dodger offense in a funk, and they couldn't uh, climb out of it in time. And that's it, I think, is the Dodgers' offense just went cold. Now, Padres pitching, I don't want to take anything away from him. You, you mentioned them all. Blake Snell was good. Joe Musgrove is back to being what he was earlier in the year. And you Darvish You had good been, Snell and bad Snell, and, he, and good enough good when one. you needed him. got the good enough one, right? And then, yeah, you Darvish is amazing. He's been great all year. And I, I said the X factor, right? Josh Hader came in. Here's the difference. The Dodgers have a, or the Padres have a lockdown closer. The Dodgers have been bouncing all year. Craig Kimbrell didn't even make the roster. He didn't even get on the postseason roster. Josh Hader came in, bottom of the ninth. There's teams up two runs, three strikeouts. It just it locked him down. For the series, Mookie Betts hit 143. Like, Will wow. Smith, 188. Cody Ballinger, who I know has been terrible, but 143. Chris Taylor hit zero. He didn't have a hit. Justin Turner, postseason legend, 154. It's just, now, Trey Turner was great. I think he had three home runs in the series. Freddie Freeman had his usual couple home runs. He's amazing, but... Over, I think they were over fifteen at one point with runners in scoring position. They have to re-sign Turner, don't they? Does this series even I, more yeah. make that emphatic that they need to keep him? Because this team is so. it. It seems like you just blink and they look old fast. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I, I, obviously, they need. A, we've said all along the plan is, I think, to creep trade Turner. Could they add Xander Bogarts? Yeah, sure. Could you get Carlos Correa? Yeah, but it's a step down, right? Trey Turner is better than all those guys. Him and uh, Freddie Freeman, th- those are your table setters. Uh, Mookie Betts is better, right? Like, Mookie yeah, right. Betts is better yeah, than this that. This was just a bad series. He's, still, he's got plenty of uh, juice left in him. I'm not saying that for him, but Justin Turner, Max Muncy, yeah. uh, uh, even Chris Taylor, even some of these guys are just not... It, it, they're fine if you're augmenting like the 7, 8, 9, but you can't be counting on them any more than that. Uh, and at some point with what you've already invested... You can't keep going out and buying $30 million players. Uh, so you need to get uh, as good as they've been at finding the journeyman pitcher. Tyler that, Anderson, that, amazing in the series yes. again. Sorry. No, that's, that's exactly the point. Yeah. Uh, they are not getting that anymore on offense. Uh, and that showed in this series. So if you want to talk about like optimism for the Dodgers, right? Okay. You led the, the you regular season. $300 million dollar payroll, and uh, you still have a, a solid uh, uh, minor league system to boot for going and make another trade within it. Uh, this team in the regular season led the league in on-base percentage, on OPS runs scored. They had led the league in ERA, whip, and hits for both starters, and they were second in ERA, whip, and hits among relievers. Like You could make the case they were the best hitting and the best pitching in the baseball. They had 111 regular season wins, and they had the bust run differential in 83 years. Like On paper, this is the best team in the league. I don't care that they didn't they win the World Series. They picked the worst time they just to have a slump. Really cold, That's it. and their bullpen let them down, right? That's it. Yep. Now, I saw, I read an article, I don't remember who wrote it, but this is nine straight in 10 of the last 11 years that they've won the NL West, and they have one World Series to show for it. And it said, and that was, and it was trying to, I've said it before, I don't care that it was a 60-game season, I don't care, it's a World Series. It was. This was articles stupid in that it was trying to say it was fake anyways, which I couldn't care less. They won, they were the best team that year too. They're the best team this year. They just can't seem to get it done. And it's starting to get into the Atlanta Braves when I was a kid, right, where they just kept winning, but you can't get over the top. So I don't know what the answer is at this point. 
Well, I know what the answer was based off what you described, and it was the difference maker here. They went... They didn't add anyone at the, they, safe, at the they trade deadline. They cheaped out. Uh, they got a little bit more raise than Dodgers as far as prospect hugging, and you're starting to get a little bit more that way when it's like, this is your window now. And I get you don't want to gut a system with it. You don't want to go full uh, uh, Dombrowski mode, wow. but... Here's my point. If you would have traded Gavin Lux, if you would have traded some of your younger guys within it, Josh Hader could have been in the other dugout and look at and that's the yeah. difference. I completely And so again, completely agree. you can't with a $300 million payroll with your team within it, you cannot be a prospect hugger. Uh and all and honestly, they have tons of them. Well, no, go, go even to, to the Yankees within this of the guys that they could have. But they want their Anthony Peraza. They want these guys or they they no one has more Helium prospects, hyped prospects, and overhyped prospects than the New York Yankees. Look at your organization. It isn't about having the, the top 27 prospects uh, in baseball of all-time history. It's 27 rings that matter within it. Trade them. Get the beyond Frankie Montas. Get the other guys that you could have gotten within that. The, the What's happened to the New York Yankees, as I'm segueing and I'll come back, I will circle back to this. But what's happened to the New York Yankees is they stopped being George Steinbrenner's team. Mm-hmm. Period. They're not paying. He would have traded. He would have. Uh, you don't keep prospects when you want uh, October. Now again, at some point that can bite you. I'm not saying it can't, but certain organizations you don't have the luxury of that. And the Dodgers, as they built and said, we can be the best at both. You picked one, and not the other, and now you're sitting at home. So yep. take Gavin Lux, take a different prospect within it. Is that worth uh, now being at home in October when Josh Hader was there for the taking? Obviously he was because not only did you not get him, your rival did. Yeah, you were gonna, I was going to make the same and point. So, and yes, uh, fantastic year. They had it all there. But when you have that type of season, you don't take the foot off the pedal for a major area of weakness. And how many teams go back within this thought it was a good idea to pin their ninth inning hopes on Craig Kimbrell. You had already had a mistake that you could have fixed. Instead, you made it worse by not doing anything. Enjoy Gavin Lux. Enjoy those prospects <laughs> while you're sitting at home and looking at those prospects versus the prospects of being in the World Series this year. That's my mic drop for the for that series. You're dead on. I was going to say, yeah, the Brewers, they, they could have paid more for to the Brewers. Like, Astoria Ruiz is a very highly regarded prospect for the Brewers. I get that. The Dodgers have... 10 guys as good as Astoria Ruiz. Like, not that, I shouldn't say that. Astoria Ruiz stole 90 bases. They don't have anybody that has that type of speed. But, like, you can make a comparable prospect trade and get Josh Hader if you wanted to. And Josh Hader's been rumored to this team for, what, three years? Like, it's not like he's how, never How could it. you not close the deal when it actually happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so Great but, year for the Dodgers. P- Padres, big win. And then, let's go to the other one. And, and I, I can't wait. I, that, uh uh, I I'm mostly follow my own team. I follow the Brewers being in Wisconsin, uh, but I don't necessarily watch a bunch during the regular season only because there's so many games and stuff. You're not going to get too hyped about individual things in the regular season. But I, I I won't we won't fully segue there yet. But I am looking forward to the NLCS that matchup. Those two teams. I'm very much looking forward to that. We'll come back to that one. Let's talk about how that other team got there: Phillies and the Braves. And I will say. And again, if you've been following us this uh, postseason within it, 
another uh, mic drop uh, uh, for us, uh, hat tip as it is. We called this one 100% that Philly was built for the short series uh, and took down a very good Atlanta Braves team. Pretty handily, too, actually. Like, yes. Like, fairly dominantly. Uh, the first one, they were up 7-1, the Phillies were, and then Matt Olson hit a home run late to get it to 7-6. to six. Second one was a long rain delay, and Kyle Wright was amazing in that second game. Atlanta shut him out 3 nothing. Game three, Spencer Strider was clearly still hurt. It did not look anything like Spencer Strider at all. Atlanta lost 9-1 to that game. Aaron Nola, just another six innings of no earned run. I said, I just, every day at time I watch that guy, just by far my best player. Bryce Harper, I think, hit 500 for this. We talk about how cold the Dodgers stars were. Bryce Harper hit 500 with, I think, three home runs this series. Jack uh, Wheeler and Nola were great. And then the Philly, the pitching for the Braves just let him down. It wasn't, it was Kyle Wright and Charlie Morton got hit on the elbow. And what's his record? It's like most postseason elimination wins ever. He got hit on the elbow early on, so he didn't look good. Strider was, instead of throwing 97, was 93. And he looked very much human at 93 miles an hour as opposed to the 97. So it just didn't come together. And we yeah, we said it. Philly's built for this stuff. And it should be a really fun series between these the first ever six seed in the history of the postseason, and here we are playing for the NLCS, right? Like, well, let's uh, let's dive into that. I, I think we have uh, again. Uh, if we're just saying quickly for the, the Braves, what uh, reasons for uh, for optimism? Like, what went what went right? Like, look at that. And every every week you turn around, there's some new young uh, oh, yeah. young stud that they've locked up again. Spencer Strider got a new contract I, since we were last recorded, so another long term contract out of these guys. I mean, they are just uh, and and at prices where if all of a sudden someone gets injured, there's Tommy John or their arm falls off. Like, it, it's it's not uh, it's not going to crimp you for future seasons with with operating within this like i i have been amazed by what the front office has done not only in what they've built but in how they are now keeping that foundation that core of that team uh i don't has there been any other core that you can think of that's been locked up this way how they've done this i I can't i can't think of one not not that talented right this is how you build it if you're going to build from within and then you make sure you keep them within it's it's excellent to see, and you have every reason to be optimistic going into next year. Yeah, they a healthy Ozzy Albies would help them, right? He's hurt. They're missing him. They'll get a full year out of Vaughn Grissom. I think he looks phenomenal. Adam Duvall, maybe not, obviously not as good as we can name star after star for the Braves too, but Adam Duvall missing is a big deal. Really good defender. Really important team for them, player for them. Maybe you get Mike Soroka back. The only real questions are, does Kenley Jansen come back to close? Now, if he doesn't, you have you traded for Raziel Iglesias in-house, so you already have a closer if Kenley Jansen doesn't come back, although it sounds like they're interested. And then who plays shortstop? Do you sign Dansby? Do you let Dansby walk, try to bring in Correa? Do you try to go out and get Xander Bogarts? I, I think they probably bring back Dansby. I think that it just, I said, they won 101 games, right? Like, you just roll it back. <laughs> I, well, And also because shortstop is so deep, uh, at free agency this year, that goes in your favor for retention because it's going to take away some uh, of those uh, uh, potential bidders uh, with, with within it. So I think that helps you. I think the only thing that you know, we can say what went wrong, their pitchers were they're not healthy right now. Like it's I said, Spencer Strider was not Spencer Strider. He did not look like Spencer Strider, the one that we've seen all year be dominant. Uh, very first game, Max Freed. Went out. He gave up six earned runs. I don't think – I think he gave up seven runs without a home run, so he gave up – you know, it was a lot of just getting babbipped to death in there. But Phillies are a really good team. 
Atlanta's a really good team. I know some people asked, I think it was maybe Michael Harris, who haven't talked about him, like another star on Atlanta, but what he thought of this series. And he said, Philly's really good. Like, we didn't play as well as Philly did. And it comes down to that. I, if you're an Atlanta fan, you should feel very good about the next five to ten years because you should be very competitive. So then let's take a look then at the at the big matchup that, uh, for me, I'm most excited about. When you're looking at Philly, when you're looking at Padres, uh, these are the teams that have uh, uh, built similar ways, more trading with uh, with Padres, but it's go get the big guns, right? They've uh, big game hunting uh, is how they've put their rosters together, uh, and one of them's going to get it right uh, and make their way. Uh, but you have and Philly has been building theirs longer, uh, and has taken them as as uh, seemingly endless it's been for the Padres on trying to get over the hump with all the big moves they've made and finally make it to their first NLCS as a result. Philly has a longer wait for trying to do the same thing from Bryce Harper uh, to uh, Aaron we- uh, uh, Zach Wheeler. Uh, the uh, These guys that they've been, uh, uh, Kyle Schwarber, uh, with the, the big moves that they have made uh, to do this, uh, they have not had as much to go with it, mainly because they're, they spent all this money elsewhere, and then their bullpen was a dumpster fire. Now they have at least enough. Still makes you queasy, but it's enough. Uh, and we said the whole thing was just to get in. If they get in, they are built the way that you'd want to be for a short, uh, a short series. Now you get to test that out with a, with a full seven game series uh, for that. But that means you're getting two starts from Nola. You're getting two starts from Wheeler. Uh, and this is this is what you want to see on that side, and then not to be outdone. Uh, even Juan Soto uh, got Ooh, got an RBI. Back. He gets his name back. He if he even at least did something productive. <laughs> Glad he could do that for somebody uh, at a uh, uh, trying to make the postseason uh, for him. Glad he decided to show up for at least a game. Can he show up for this series to get them to the World Series? Uh, again, it, it is absolute amazing that they've been able to do this well in spite of. Uh, an MVP talent, not looking anything like an MVP talent this year, and hearing that Fernando Tatis is going for a second wrist surgery, uh, all these things in the background, all the stuff that, all the noise that's there, and the dysfunction and things that haven't worked right, they are now four games away, four wins away from making it to the goal. So we can talk about Nola and Wheeler, and I've said before, I think they're the best. I, th- I think they're incredible. I think Nero Nola is my favorite, but you Darvish is really good. Really good. And Joe Musgrove is really good. So you can say that's a wash. And then it comes down to a game because you're going to pitch both those guys four games. So then it comes down to who's pitching the other one. As much as I can, we've ripped on Blake Snell. He is the poster child for this podcast for all of the guys we've talked about him. He's better than Noah Syndergaard. At least he's got the talent to be better he than Noah Syndergaard. He's, he, he is the ultimate be. X factor, right? Because he can be dominant and he can be completely not hit the plate. He looked good I, against I'll say the this because you you could pick other guys as X factors for for bats too, but he is the X factor for the Padres. I don't see how you could pick anyone else because if if he can be his Cy Young self, if it's Cy Young Snell, they win. Uh, right? They win. They win this because you have those three uh, as too good at pitching, and they can uh, shut down uh, any type of offense uh, within it. Uh, if he is bad, Snell. If he's if it's not Cy Young, if it's Cy Yuck. Uh, then it is, uh, that's a hat tip to Jason Stark. That's how he always did his stuff there in his columns. Uh, but the, if he's Cy Yuck, uh, 
then it's it's Philly. Uh, to me, it's this series is completely decided by Blake Snell. Blake Snell versus Noah Syndergaard. That's what we all said. It was going to be the, the deciding factor <laughs> in the NLCS, Blake Snell and Noah Syndergaard. I, I was uh, impressed by your friend Juan Soto's at-bats, and actually Josh Bell hit a home run. I was impressed. I, uh, he's, he's You can tell Bell is he looks closer better. to working his way back. He does. He looks better. I was listening to, I think it was a podcast or something, but and they were talking about who's who's the NL MVP at the end of this year, right? Because Goldschmidt was awful the last month, and I think it was someone who claimed Pete Alonso based off stats. And sure, I, you could certainly make the case Manny Machado has been the best player in the National League, and it just gets underappreciated because he does it the same thing every year, and it's not flashy, but Manny Machado, without being like – the fanfare hit another 32 homer season with 100 runs, 100 ribbies, stole nine bases, and hit 298. But because Juan Soto came in, Fernando Tatis wasn't there. It just gets overlooked. Like it's just like expected at this point. He's going to be that good, and no one appreciates just how amazing Manny Machado is for the Padres. Like I, I, I don't know. It's a weird. It's a very interesting debate because all the other awards seem relatively decided, and the National League MVP is kind of up in the air. So. Yeah, good for Manny Machado. I think, as much as I want to pick the Phillies, I do think that the Padres probably have the advantage and probably would win this series. Although I do think it's, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it goes at least six games. I I think this is a a long series. I'd be shocked if anyone wins it in four or five. Uh, I think there's just too too much star talent at play. Uh, again, teams can go cold. We just saw it in the last uh, in the last series within it, but uh, I. This one, like I guess it should be a good one. Six games, seven would not be surprising. Uh, this should be a fun uh, two heavyweights going back and forth. Uh, and depending upon how that goes, I could see this series being more engaging than whatever the World Series results ends up being. I'm not saying it won't be a good matchup, but I think there's there's some fun in this one that may or may not happen uh, in whatever happens next. But let's go uh, for this one. We'll, we'll do breakdown and then pre, uh, and then uh, prediction at the same time. So who do you have in six? Padres. I want it to be the Phillies. I, I said, I think Aaron Ola is my favorite pitcher, and I, Bryce Harper I've said before is my favorite hitter. So I do like the Phillies. They're one of my favorite teams to watch, but I just got to go. I'll take the Padres. I'll go Phillies in seven then. Good. I hope they win because that's that's a team I'm pulling for. Not that I don't like the Padres; they're cool too. But and then the other side, Cleveland slash New York or Houston. Where are we going? You know that that's one where I just don't. We both think Cleveland. I, I don't see. Could Cleveland keep a Cinderella story going? Yeah. Is it likely? No. Houston is the most complete team. Uh, and if you would have asked me across the board, regardless, I I know what the stats said for the Dodgers. Uh, which team would I pick? Uh, to fully get there to the World Series within that Houston. Also because of the competition against it. it uh, the NL has some more stacked teams oh, yeah. that could do that. The AL does oh, not. Uh, and Houston is the most complete team in that league. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'll say Houston in five. Yeah, Houston, it's really hard to pick against Houston. It, I mean, we said that against the Dodgers too, and it, I'm, I would never pick against the Dodgers, but it's really hard to pick against Houston. They have the best lineup that's left as far as, you know, we can say that Juan Soto is a star and Manny Machado star and they are, but it's just so long. Altuve, I don't think had a hit in that series and they still swept them. That's how good the Houston Astros are. 
They don't stop coming. Alvarez is a machine. Bregman gets on base at a ridiculous rate. Like Alvarez is heating up, and that's that's a big uh, big aspect right and there. And then they have a really good bullpen too. That used to be their weakness was they have a they had a poor bullpen, but they have fixed it. And it's really hard because they don't really they have pitching that's good enough to get them. Like you mentioned Verlander, right? But Framber Valdez set a record this year for cons- quality starts. That's how consistent he is. You don't get a bad start out of him. And when you have an offense like that, you just are, they're really hard to beat in a series. So yeah, Houston and assuming it's Cleveland, I'd, I'd say six. I think Bieber can win him a game, maybe two. Tristan McKenzie gets him one. I'll say Houston and six though. Well, that takes us to uh, predictions for the the championship series. Uh, within that, we're now going to take a look. We did American League uh, last week as far as what, uh, what went right, what went wrong, reason for optimism, or for those that are out, obviously we're talking about what went wrong, but reasons for optimism within it. So wh- why is there hope uh, uh, for uh, uh, for April uh, for some of these teams? I'll only let you four s- months till spring training. That's right. As a Packers That's fan, right. I've been looking already because they look terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, football has not been kind to Wisconsin no, uh, so far in the season. Let's take a look at the first team. Who you got? Let's go to the Miami Marlins. We'll, we always stick out at East. The optimism, we've been saying it for years, is all the pitching. It's all the young pitching, right? Sandy Alcantara is going to win his first Cy Young Award. I think we all feel confident in that. But it's not just him. For now, Pablo Lopez is still on this team. Now, I'm not sure that he will be on this team forever, for very much longer. I'll pause you there just to ask, uh, and put your GM hat on. What hitter... Can they get for him? Because it's obviously they, they want to move for 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 hitting. So I, I'm just curious, who can they get uh, for him? Because now I, I'm worried they've waited too long. Because there's only one year left on his contract now. I've always said that I thought that the Brian Reynolds for Pablo Lopez trade would be amazing. You need a third team in there. Think so? Because uh, because the, the Lopez doesn't do much for the the Pirates right now, more, right? Uh, so. Well, I mean, just because where they're, he's a oh, he's a win now move mm-hmm. when you're not ready to win now, uh, you have, unless you were going to sign him to a longer term extension. But with that, uh, his injury and durability issues, I wouldn't do that. But but it makes sense. Like that's the type. But you need a third team to give the Sweet the more the ready ways yeah. prospects to the the Pirates and then Reynolds to Miami. Uh, that one makes a uh, a ton of sense unless they go younger. Uh, they have other young pitching that they we've could offer some, instead of Lopez. Oh yeah, well they have they have lots. We actually we mentioned I think it was you who mentioned it to me that Toronto makes a lot of sense for one of those young catchers. Probably not Kirk, yeah. but uh, Gabriel Moreno coming up as a young prospect would make a lot of sense. They need the pitching, and they they'll pay him right. They'll they'll sign him to an extension. They're they're not afraid to do that. But yeah, Pablo Lopez had a three seventy five ERA this year, but he also gave up twenty four earned runs and twenty two innings against the Mets. You just take away the Mets starts, and that 375 drops to 309, and then it looks really impressive. Now, Lazardo looked like the 2020 Lazardo at times when he was healthy. Now, that's always a caveat with him when he's healthy. At the end of the year, Edward Cabrera started to look a lot like Hunter Green, throwing real hard down there, showed some signs of dominance. After an abysmal season that included a long IR stint, at the end, Trevor Rogers looked like the Trevor Rogers that almost won the Rookie of the Year last year, and then it's... Yuri Perez is coming. Max Meyer is coming. We thought we were going to see him. I think we saw one start and he got hurt. Sixto Sanchez, I don't know anymore. I honestly don't know. I want. We saw how great he was. Was that three years ago now? And I have, don't think he's pitched since then. Braxton Garrett looked good at times. It's still only like 24. And Eliezer Hernandez, I don't know. Is that nine pitchers that are really good and young? Like, there's so much talent here. I, I know that they're... Uh... They have more of a need for offense within it, but I still could see Randy Rosarina being an intriguing 
fit for them. The Rays do the, the uh, buy and selling at the same time. Uh, they love getting Pablo young Lopez pitching or more. Someone different. I, I think it'd be one of the other younger arms with more team control uh, that they'd be looking at, whether it's Edward Cabrera or whether it's uh, if they like uh, Rogers as the lefty. Rogers. I see Jack I Rogers, said, there's, yeah. uh, and he seems like the exact type of buy low within it where they, they like the underlying uh, stats and uh, along with it. So is I, I could see that one. Uh, you can see the Toronto He's, moves, but, but you see essentially they're going to find offense. What they need to do as far as reason to be optimistic, they have what everyone wants Young, controllable, upside pitching. They have a more ready-made starter, if you want that, uh, within it. They can trade at least two of those guys, not put a dent uh, in their rotation at all, still leave a dominant front end of what they already have, uh, and get at least two or three bats for right now that are ready to help them uh, augment what they're doing. And a Rose Arena is such... Okay, yes, they have one of the worst five lineups in baseball. They... The players that they like are the Randy or Rosarena types, right? That's Jazz That's Chisholm. Chisholm. I was That's just getting Jazz ready to Chisholm, say exactly. Right? He's Jazz a, he played, is a prototype for what yes. they're doing. He played 60 games. He hits 14 home runs. He steals 12 bases. You have Jazz Chisholm and John Birdie. Like, for the fact they have a terrible lineup, they have one of the best tops of the lineup in baseball. John Birdie and Jazz Chisholm are fun to watch, and, yes, they make some they how much, home runs and steals. How much more fun will they be with the new rules? Oh, that yeah. are coming up this next year. Yeah. So if you can add one more guy to that and make that your full offensive identity at the same time, uh, I, I think there's and, there's a lot of intrigue there. And we said it before last year. They paid some – like, they need more out of, obviously, Al Garcia. They paid Jorge Soler. He got hurt. They need – like, those guys should be better than they are. You still need to add a minimum of probably two more impact bats to this lineup. But I picked this team to go to the playoffs this year. I still don't think they're all that far away. You could, t- I can still make a case that this team Two clicks, bats. that this team gets something and it clicks, and they are really good and really fast. Can this team win uh, eighty-five to eighty-eight wins uh, and be pursuing a wild card? Yeah, uh, minimum. Yeah, yeah. That's that's well within range with very little tweaks and very little money needing to be spent because that's the other part. This is a team that they don't spend. Ownership isn't going to spend in big bucks but they have exactly what they need to go out and get young, controllable uh, hitters uh, to build around uh, and uh, add what they're doing. Again, if any team is equipped to go from not making the playoffs to making the playoffs in one year without being able to throw an extra $100 bucks at free agents, this is the team right here. So that's definitely the reason for optimism. Who you got next? Let's go to the Nationals. I guess the optimism here... Ooh, we're going to have to dig a little deeper on this one. My first three words are, you're not Oakland, right? It's not as bad as Oakland because here's what they do have. Oakland, we said, there's not I was even waiting like for a long pause there. <laughs> there's not like Oakland doesn't have even top end like prospects because of the the Juan Soto, Josh Beltre. They have that, right? CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Kyber Ruiz, Josiah Gray, all those guys are under 25 and they've showed something at the big league level. Then there's more coming. Cade Cavalli, they traded for Brady House, Robert Hassel, and then maybe James Wood. So they have, you know, I can sit and say, okay. Maybe in two, three years, 60% of these guys hit, and you have a good core. But I didn't notice anything on the pitching side other than Josiah Gray. Okay, here's the what went wrong. Six years, $140 million. That's what they're paying Patrick Corbin. He pitched 150 innings for a 631 ERA, and it's not like he was unlucky. Uh, unlucky. It's hard to peak. You're paying him that for another four years, and you're getting an upper fours ERA. Also, I want you to tell me right now. <laughs> What his uh, his wins above replacement was negative four. 
I couldn't even imagine being. I I, I get the negative. I, I'm seeing negative two point five. I has it. I don't even know if that's been done. Like, I mean, to be at that at that level, like, I get negative between zero and one. It, you, you can't had, tell, uh, basically. You're uh, saying Aaron Sanchez was negative zero point nine. Basically, you're saying that you could pick any AAA pitcher and he's better than him. That's essentially what that says. But because they're paying him twenty three million, and guess what? He wasn't their worst pitcher for what they're paying because they pay Steven Strasburg thirty five million dollars a year. And we haven't seen him. At, at least St- Strasburg at least does a thing where uh, out of uh, don't don't see don't, can't do bad. Everyone's able to see what uh, Patrick Corbin's doing. They have fifty eight million dollars tied up in those two for a minimum of two more years. They have paid Steven Strasburg four more years. He pitched four innings this year. We've seen this guy won the World Series in twenty nineteen MVP. They have he has pitched thirty innings in three seasons, and they've been bad. Yes, while there are optimistic pieces, they finish dead last in the ERA, dead last in whip, dead last in walks, dead last in hits, dead last in home runs. It's, it is hard to win when you are completely dead last in every pitching category, right? You have uh, uh, one of the first uh, headlines if you would Google Patrick Corbin's contract. Uh, it just says, Patrick Corbin's contract keeps getting worse. Uh, it's the, hard to uh, do. That's, that's impressive. Like, I didn't right think it would get, right, it's hard to be, Six years, $140 million. We talk about how hard that is to live up to. Seven years, $245 million for Steven Strasburg. Hard to live up to. Do you realize that it's not only that was he paid $23.4 million this year uh, and has $24.4 million on the docket for next year, but he's got $35.4. You're at, uh, at uh, uh, Max Scherzer money. for. Imagine Max Scherzer's worst start. Is for Patrick every Corbin, start. It's Patrick Corbin's start. So that abomination that you saw in the postseason, that's what Washington... <laughs> Washington's the one, yeah, try watching that for another 30 starts. Uh, so that's that, that's rough. And all, time. Uh, yeah. The only thing you can say is two years. And at least if you get past one, you can, you can just... At I, some point, you just pay it, right? When don't you just say it's a sunk cost? Yeah. Uh, this is and the, just this let is it go. Chris, this is the We're, current Chris Davis contract. I mean, Baltimore, Chris Davis. Can, can you find anyone who has just a bad contract with maybe three years on it uh, that's at least marginally, like, at least can be an, an average player who's overpaid uh, and do a salary dump swap? We don't see that much in baseball anymore, but, no. man, try to find something. You're going to have to, if they're going to move that, you're going to have to give up one of those prospects for someone to take him. Like when David Price got moved with Mookie Betts for that contract. Well, that was not even the same because David Price was still competent. Like, it's hard to imagine anyone touching Patrick Corbin for anything at this point. Eat the sixty million and put a roster spot with one of the younger guys. I mean, at this point, it, I don't know how much you can keep putting a guy out there with a six ERA uh, doing that. It's not going to get any better uh, on the field, and that contract isn't going to change. So that's is what it is. Uh, they have young uh, hitting prospects. You can see a core emerging. You'll see a lot of them in the major league level uh, this next year. There's positive there, uh, but it's going to be. They're not going to throw any money at this. Uh, with it, but again, this is the type of team that who's the guy that doesn't get picked? Who's the one-year pitcher? Uh, just the 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 pillow contract. Uh, just do the one within it, and you can at least be competitive. And, and I think it's you can't afford to go down to full dumpster fire with certain big market teams. Uh, and I think this is one of those cases. You need the one-year pillow contracts to at least be serviceable. You're not looking to make the playoffs, but you need to be respectable. I do want to shout out. Career minor leaguer Joey Manessis, 56 mm. games, hit 13 home runs with a 324 average. He replaced uh, Soto's uh, line uh, better <laughs> than Soto did in the second half. I mean, that that's that's just a cool story. I don't know if he'll ever do – I'll never do that again, I'm sure of it. But good for him. Look, 
I said, better than Oakland, but this is this is a long term before we're going to see the Nationals win some games again, I think. But we go to a team that is going to win, has won a lot of games and will win a lot of games, and that's the New York Mets. I mean, their optimism is, shh, you're going to be good again, but the difficult thing is, where do you improve, right? You just got, you just won 102, 101 games, I think. And you got beat in the first round of the playoffs. And look at the lineup. Where do you realistically get better? Like Catcher, you can say you had Francisco Alvarez in there. He's your top prospect. You, you plug him in. Okay, you, you get a better catching player. But- there were rumors earlier. Do you actually see any chance of it happening? Does Aaron Judge move across town? I mean... <laughs> We've said it a million times. Steve Cohen will pay him, right? Steve Cohen will pay him. Well, let me let me put it this way: you can you can pay Brandon Nimmo twenty million a season, uh-huh. or you can pay Aaron Judge at thirty five. Like Brandon Nimmo's good. Like yeah, yeah. Not, he's not Aaron yes. Judge, right? He's not yes. Aaron Judge. I don't want to say Brandon Aaron Aaron Judge is amazing, but Brandon Nimmo. What more can you ask for? The guy got based on a three sixty seven clip and scored a hundred runs at the top of your lineup, like. He's really good. He's dynamic. Uh, not only does he get on base, I think he's among the lead leaders in triples. Uh, he, solid with, with he doesn't hit the home runs, but he has a, a very good amount of doubles. Like he does, uh, 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 he's not just a slapstick hitter. Uh, and his batting eye with that uh, on base percentage within it, he is good, and he's not uh, terrible at the fielding either. No, so I mean, could you move? Could you say, okay, we're assigning Aaron Judge and have somebody play left and replace Marcana? Yeah, you you can, but. I love Aaron Judge. I think he had a nine war this year. Do I suddenly think that this is a 110 win with team with Aaron Judge? Probably not. Maybe you win 105, but here's the thing. You choked. You shouldn't even have played in the wild card. You had such a big lead on the Braves. Yes. You shouldn't have played in the wild card. It should never have come to that, where all it takes is Max Scherzer's worst start of his life. That's what it comes down to is you shouldn't have been in that game. You have a top, This is the other team. You have a top five offense. You have a top five pitching staff, and they were healthy. For all, say all we don't want the regular season. When it came down to it, Max Scherzer was there. Jacob DeGrom was there. You should never lose a three-game series when you have those two, what they're getting paid. 100%. Uh, but I, this is the team that they're trying to stay in the spotlight within it. The smarter money would be to re-sign Nimmo. Uh, I will say oh. if Judge does leave the Yankees, which is a huge if at this point, and I think as the year's gone on, I, I, I can't see them... Uh, I, he can pretty much name his Fan terms. Base, I think he, yeah, yeah, I, think I, I don't think them. you can do that, especially if it go to cross town uh, within it. But if it's if he plays anywhere, uh, I'll make this prediction: Aaron Judge is playing in New York yeah. uh, this year. I, I agree with that. I, here's my question: Jacob Degrom can opt out, and he will. He's already said he will. Do they keep him? Because if if it comes down to Aaron Judge or Jacob Degrom. DeGrom has already sort of hinted he's interested in going to play for Atlanta. There has been some talk that he's interested in going to... Now, I mean, it, it, they have a lot of money to spend. We said they have all these contracts locked up. I don't know. I, there's a, I think there's a much better chance that we see Jacob DeGrom not in Mets colors next year than Aaron Judge is not in pinstripes. DeGrom doesn't feel like a lifer. I, I think he's just ready for a new chapter. Uh, whether agree, disagree with then as yeah, far as what, World Series, what else does he have to prove, right? He could retire tomorrow, and he's still probably a Hall of Famer, even with the limited number of innings. Because in his thirteen hundred innings, he's basically Sandy Koufax. Like, like he's that good. So, does he have to prove anything beyond winning a World Series? What's for, what's for sure is that the Mets will will be willing to pay him. 
Uh, so it's not a matter of uh, that they're not going to offer up the money. Can you see uh, the Dodgers paying him? Because I can. I can, but that's you already have Clayton Kershaw as far as like health risk within it. And Walker uh, Buehler's hurt, though. You had to plug that hole till next year. It's it's going to be would not be surprising. Uh, anyone's going to be willing because here's the thing: he's not making. I think you'd say this is the prediction, but he's not making thirty million a season. And the reason why I'm saying that it's going to come close. I think he makes twenty five. Uh, but you have you, what health do you have to show in the last three years? Yep. How many innings have you pitched? Like it, I, I Scherzer got it because he's uh, uh, he's a Verlander. He goes that many innings. He's going to get you two hundred. With he's going to be there. If you get to one fifty. Uh, with the, you'd feel like you won the lottery yeah. uh, with DeGrom. How much are you paying for that? Uh, so uh, compared to when you could put that money to someone else, they won't have the ceiling of him, but you can count on him every five days. Uh, that's the challenge. Where I think there is a ceiling to what he earns. Everyone will be lined up for it, but I think there's going to be a mutually agreed upon ceiling of what it is, and he'll have his pick of teams. That there's There'll be 10 teams that will offer him that money. It's a matter of where he wants to go. I agree. Yes, I agree. Let's go to the Central. Let's do it. Central teams. Brewers fans, if you listen this far, it's time we talk. Because I'm, I'm feeling it with you, too. It, it was a tough season. Now, the optimism is the Brewers aren't that different than the Guardians, right? Like, that's the model that they want. You, you say you have all these starting pitchers because you go Burns, you go Woodruff, Freddie Peralta went healthy, Eric Lauer, and they signed to Ashby. He didn't to an extension. So they must think that they can trust him. And I'm not ready to write off Aaron Ashby after a slow rookie season. But you say we have five three dominant starters, two above-average starters, right? You still say you have that. And then, just like Cleveland has one superstar, well, the Brewers thought they had one in Christian Yelich. Now, he is not Jose Ramirez. He's proven that now. It's not It's not what he was when they signed him to that extension. But you also have a lot of close-to-ready Major League talent. You have, we saw Garrett Mitchell. He stole eight bases in his 28 Brewer Major League games. Between AA and AAA this year, Joey Weimer had a 21 home runs and 31 stolen bases. Sale Freelich hit 331 at AAA this year with a 403 on base percentage. Bryce Terang had 13 homers, 34 steals with a 286 on base percentage. And Astoria Ruiz stole 85 bases with a 332 average. Like all those guys were at AAA because that's what you need. This team needs table setters because they're so freaking inconsistent. I, I think I was just looking back at the overall season numbers. Uh, number one, I suppose, and I think uh, you need Brewers fans to take a step back. Uh, and then look with fresh eyes at the overall numbers from Christian Yelich. As far as 252 average in today's game, it's not bad. 355 on base percentage, not bad. Uh, he had two point was 2.7 wins above replacement. He almost stole 20 bags. Uh, it's the there's the power's not there, uh, but you have to look at his career. Other than a couple of seasons within it, that was never him. Uh, so whether or not with the back stuff, that means that that's gone for good. There's still a solid player here, but he, but he's not, he, he's not a superstar. But at least you're getting positive contribution, which is again compare that to Patrick Corbin and Washington Nationals, <laughs> and they'd say you're doing okay. So put it overall in, in perspective that you still have a solid player. He's just not the guy. Uh, the problem though, when I'm when looking at the overall numbers, you have all the same player. Hey. It makes, this you team it, 
is too much the same. And it was the same thing with the race. It's the same type of player. You need different, uh, a variety in that lineup to make everything go around. Uh, you need someone, like I said, a table setter at the top with uh, with at least, at this point, honestly, Yalich. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you treat him as a, he would be a very above average leadoff hitter. Another. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, th- and that's uh, fine. And, but then you need another, like, who's going to be, who's batting second, uh, who also has high on-base percentage uh, that can help put things in place? Because, again, I think Willie Adamas uh, could be far more interesting uh, uh, trying to produce a, a spot than being at the top within it. So they had, Rowdy Telez hit 35 home runs. He hit three, he had a three oh six on-base percentage doing that. Willie Adamas hit 31 home runs. He had a 298 on base percentage. Renfro, 29 home runs, 315. Like, they have two McCutcheon, guys. 316. Yeah, it's just, they're on, nobody gets on base. That's what they need. So, I just told you some of these guys that we have coming up. I think Sal Freelich should be on the Major League roster. I think Bryce Terang should replace Colton Wong right away. Bryce Terang got on base at a 360 clip at AAA. Maybe it's not that good at Major League level. He's a rookie. I get it. Maybe he gets on at a 330 clip. That's better than what you have. You need guys to get... Because we just talked about how did the how did the Guardians do this? Stephen Kwan is an impossible out at the top, right? He's just quote unquote yes. pesky. Ahmed Rosario, pesky. Like you need a couple guys that make it really hard to get that get on base, and then it just takes one swing from Ahmed or from Jose Ramirez or Oscar Gonzalez. The Brewers can do that. They have three Willie Adams, Rowdy Telez, Hunter Renfro, right? There's your middle of your rotation, but you got to get guys on base ahead of them, and then you're set. Like. You're right. Their offense is too streaky. They finished third in home runs. They were 22nd in average. Diversify. That's what the the Brewers need to do this offseason with that yeah. offense. Uh, they need to get uh, to augment. Like, because it ends up what ends up happening is you look at the guys you have in a bad light. When it's, it's not that they're it's not that they're bad. Uh, it's that there's you need something different from them for for their talents to shine. Uh, and so I think that's the uh, the biggest challenge. I think it can be done, uh, even without spending a lot of money. By the way, if we were actually talking within this, Brandon Nimmo would make a ton of sense mm-hmm. for this team, but he's going to be too pricey. Uh, I don't see him shelling out a four-year, $80 million contract for him. I think they're going to be just too scared from the, the, the Lorenzo Cain deal uh, to, to use that type of money there. But there's going to be players that are out there uh, that are not going to be too uh, significant to do. The last thing I want to say about the Brewers is the other strength that we've said for years is the Brewers' bullpen, and it fell apart. This year, the Brewers, the Brewers bullpen was a disaster, especially the last couple months of the year uh, after Josh Hader got traded. Whether he was not pitching particularly well for the Brewers, he figured it out. He always has that stretch, but it, it was they couldn't get the ball to Devin Williams. Devin Williams did not look comfortable as the closer. Some people just can't do it, right? Craig Kimbrell has proven he can't pitch the eighth. He's a great, he's, I was going to say he's a great closer. At his peak. Yeah, at his peak, he was a great closer. At his peak. But there's some people that just aren't as good back there, and that's fine. He was a dominant eighth in a guy. Get him back to there, but they need. They need to redo the bullpen. It, it Suddenly it looked really old. Taylor Rogers was terrible with the Brewers. Brett Boxberger didn't have it. Brent Suter has been there. I think he's the longest interviewer Brewer, and he's awful. It They need to redo the bullpen. Um, that, that needs as much fixing as anything, I think. Well, let's take a look at the uh, – Let's go to the that, Cubs. Let's do it. The Cubs, very much a rebuilding team. Now, there are some building blocks here, which is good. Uh, and the reason is, for optimism is you have an owner talking about spending money. A lot. Uh, Seiya Suzuki looked good when he was healthy. Nico Horner put up a 10-homer, 20-season, 20-stolen-base season, hit 281. And the pitching was actually pretty good down the stretch. Like, Marcus Stroman was, is what he is. And 
And that's good. Like, I think he's good. Now, I'm not saying he's an ace, which is what they make him, but good. After coming over from the Yankees, Hayden Wisniewski was good. Javier Saad pitched a 311 ERA. Now we walked a million guys. Did you know that Adrian Sampson had a 311 ERA in over 100 innings this year for them? Like, that's pretty good. And Drew Smiley, a 347 ERA in 100 innings. So they have building blocks. Now, you just said they're they're willing to spend. And, like, this is the team that I think is most likely to spend money on either Carlos Correa or uh, Xander Bogarts. I think one of those two ends up here. I think that Turner probably stays in the Do- Dodgers, and I think Dansby Swanson stays with Atlanta. But I think Xander Bogarts could very well play here. I think Carlos Correa could very well play here. Maybe they both play here. Like, I could see that happening. I think this team will spend money this offseason. I don't think they're going to compete next year yet, but they'll be spendy for a while, and it will not take for – this is not the type of team that's going to plug in prospect after prospect to rebuild. Eventually, they will just start spending money to do so. It'll at least be uh, – when your owner's already said that, if you're a Cubs fan, it means the offseason will be f- filled with uh, entertaining rumors. So do you think they'll keep, keep you in. Ask, you think they'll keep Wilson Contreras? I do. He doesn't want to leave. I think they're going to keep him too uh, after they didn't trade he, him. He he wants to wants to stay. Uh, I think there's a, a a number that they'll come to uh, w- within it, uh, and then yeah, I'll say. And it's which uh, which shortstop? We'll go with Correa. I think Correa. That's the one that I would guess too. If I had to pick one of them, I think it's Correa. Uh, the Reds, th- their optimism is both the young pitchers were aces. Like both of their young pitchers worked out. Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. After the All-Star break, Lodolo pitched to a 292 ERA in 77 innings. That is not a small sample. 77 innings is a lot. He struck out 93 guys. And Hunter Green, so I cut it a little bit for him, the last seven starts, so 40 innings, 57 strikeouts to 11 walks. That is how Hunter Green becomes dominant right there, when he cuts the walks down and a 179 ERA. Like, those two on the top of your lineup can be something. Very, very talented. Now, the other thing they have going for them is after the Luis Castillo trade, they have two of the top 15 prospects in all of baseball on their team. L.A. De La Cruz is a way away, but 28 home runs, 47 stolen bases, a 304 average at A this year. That's impressive. Noel V. Marte, 19 home runs, 23 stolen bases, 280 average. That's the main return from Luis Castillo. That's two of the top probably 15 overall prospects in all of the game. And the L.A. De La Cruz comparisons are, like you hear Ronald Acuna, you hear Fernando Tatis, like, very, very high-end players. So that's that's it. And, you know, Tyler Stevenson looked pretty good as one of the better young catchers in the game when he was healthy. So there's building blocks here. This is a team that's not the Nationals, right? Pitching will be kind of the opposite. Pitching will be interesting, yes. uh, but they're hitting for anything. Either. There's not much. Like there's uh, Kyle Farmer is solid. Uh, is Jonathan India battled injuries, and is so it's hard to look at his overall India? numbers. I'm, I'm being gracious. Got, it was just worse across the board, right? He dropped across everything. Twenty-one home runs to drop to ten. Twelve steals to three. I mean, and only dropped- one hundred and three games. Yeah. Uh, only three hundred eighty-six at bats. So I, I'm, I'm chalking up some of it to that. Uh, but the question is, who is he really? Uh, and we'll find out. You know, this next Joey year, Joey Votto got very old very fast, right? He looked. I assume he- health just isn't there. The back. I, it's. I think he'll have. He'll have. Could he win a, an NL Player of the Month uh, this next year? Yeah, Maybe. I definitely see that. But it's the other five months uh, when he spends three of them on the disabled list, uh, uh, the IL within it. That's the problem. He just doesn't have uh, the health anymore at his age. I always thought Mike Moustakis would thrive in Cincinnati in that small ballpark, and yeah. it's just been a combination of injuries, and he's just been he's been terrible in Cincinnati, which it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I 
they also have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Like one of the worst. Now they get, remember TJ Antone? Remember how great he was? And then he had yeah. arm surgery. He should be back this year. So that, that helps. Alexis Diaz is one of the better young closer options in baseball. He had an eight, one eighty four ERA in 63 innings. Like there's talent there, but it's, it's been an awful bullpen and the offense just hasn't been, it's not been good enough. Like, you want them to go out and find the next Brandon Drury. Like they're good at finding these guys, especially in that ballpark. You have a you have a, a much uh, easier opportunity to get league average offensive numbers, and I think that's why I like it that they have high end pitching right now, uh, pitching prospects and young uh, pitchers getting going because for them it is easier to find at least average offense. That'll get you to a 70-75 win season. Uh, if you can even just hit those basics within it. So the question is, how much can they do with their offense in the offseason to at least show signs of growth? Uh, which, again, be the opposite of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and far as you have the young arms coming through, keep that development going, try to find some offense within. Let's go to the other rebuilding team in the National League Central. There's yet another team in the National League Central that lost 100 games. For the first time, and it's, they're odd, uh, uh, just seeing the the headline from the exit interviews, the GM for the the Pirates said he's really excited uh, about the Pirates' future. So yeah, am I. That's good. I, it's the they because this is an exciting team. Like you have it. I would two years ago would I've paid uh, paid money for a Pittsburgh Pirates ticket? No, no way. <laughs> would I now? Yeah. What's what's O'Neill Cruz going to do? Uh, and he's, he's he's fun to watch. He's not. He still has more growth to do to really shine as a potential uh, superstar in waiting. He's not there yet. He doesn't have the plate discipline yet within it, but he's fun to watch. Uh, he's a less developed Julio Rodriguez, if you get what I'm saying. He's the type of player that I detest because he strikes out a time. He's, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah I, I get that. But I agree. He's he's very he's entertaining, right? There's no, he's Aaron Judge height. He has an absolute massive cannon. He has, like, the highest exit velocities ever. Like, yes, he's fun to watch. There's still – I want to see Julio – if O'Neill Cruz cuts his strikeout rate, like, two points, I'll be amazed. Otherwise, this can also become, like, Javier Baez really quickly. Like, Julio Rodriguez to yes. Javier Baez is a big I, gap. I, like, I, I understand and that. Baez is a good player. Like, don't get me wrong. I think O'Neill Cruz is a good player. I but in order to become Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, that has to cut that strikeout rate. Now, absolutely worth paying. They have him. You have Brian Reynolds. I don't think Key Brian Hayes is ever going to be what we thought he was, but he's still a good player. Now uh, this is counting defense too, but he was worth over four wins above replacement this last year. Like that's nothing to, he's to an amazing sneeze defender. at. Now, he, uh, he's a good player. Like they have talent, and then pitching, Rowenzi Contreras looked really good. Like he looked good. Mitch Keller looked better again. Like, there is something here. Now, for a while, that wasn't here. But it's still, you know, it's one of the bottom three offense in the league again. Like, I can say that it's probably worse than the Marlins' bottom three starting pitching. Like, but growth, right? Like, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. It Like, do I think they're going to go out and sign anybody? Probably not. Because... Where's your winning window, right? Are you winning in the next three years? You you need something from this next year to change the next two, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is a uh, it's a matter of who's next in the in the, in the pipeline. Uh, for who can you augment with this? Can you get? Can you add even one more guy uh, to it from that way? Uh, can you find uh, at least something in free agency just for again? You're talking middle of the road 
My basic stuff, you're not shelling out big money. There's no uh, Trey Turner, Carlos uh, Correa. None of that stuff is happening here. But can you find uh, something that's interesting? Again, I think I think too many other uh, teams will go for it. But this is where uh, Michael Conforto coming off the full year off. I, those are the types that's of things they need to be looking for uh, that can uh, can add to, uh, uh, to this. Uh, find your next even Jose Quintana. Yeah. Uh, go get another one of those types of uh, – uh, a guy who's within it, uh, Martin Perez. I, again, I think other teams will be now looking more that way, but that's what you need to see here to provide entertainment now uh, and then building towards uh, uh, trying to get out of the full uh, cellar uh, within it. But this is the most this is the most entertaining Pittsburgh team uh, as far as its core. Uh, that's not saying much from a win-loss <laughs> perspective right now, but again, I never... Two years ago, I don't see anything that's worth the price of admission. I see multiple players now where I'd want to see, and especially O'Neal Cruz. And so your your ability to rise out of that is can he cut down those those couple percentage points? Can you see positive growth in this next year? Because there, he does have the ceiling of a superstar. Let's go to a team that says they are willing to pay up for players because according to the San Francisco Giants, they are going to sign both Aaron Judge and Trey Turner. That's what they've said. They are willing to pay up and sign both Aaron Judge and Trey Turner. I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, I'm not just afraid to say that they, I think they'll probably sign someone. Now, I'm not sure that'll be either of those two because I've already said I don't think so. What we've said for years is they I'm going to give them, they'll, they'll get one of the big uh, one of the big guys because I think they're going to show up for a big one, but when they, the underrated one to me, uh, this is the home for, for Michael Bradley. Uh, Who's Michael Bradley? Not the... Um, I go Conforto. Which which one am I going for here? That I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Astros uh, outfielder DH Michael Brantley. Sorry, Brantley. Thank I, you, Michael Bradley. I was like Michael Bradley is like a. I think it was Milton Bradley. I'm thinking of so. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Michael Brantley makes sense. Former uh, Astros yes. exec uh, hired there. I think that's the underrated additional move. But I I do think one of the big guys goes here. Do they keep Carlos Rodon? That's the question I have. Because I don't think he stays. I don't think he does either. I, I, That's a big. Loss. I think they're going to sell. Uh, they're going to spend money. I just don't think they're going to spend it on him. What we said for years is they've figured out how to maximize their ballpark. Right? They've before the Orioles moved their fences back. San Francisco figured out they win with pitching. So Rodon, we both predicted him to win the Cy Young. He won't win it, but it's not because he didn't try. Right? He did exactly what we said he did. A career high in strikeouts. A career high in innings. He's going to get paid by someone. Logan Webb pitched a career high, 192 innings, 290 ERA. Logan Webb was low-key awesome. Alex Cobb was great. Welcome back, Alex Cobb, yeah. to being a, a, at least a middle rotation yeah. arm. He was good for the Rays before he got injured and stuff within it. Now uh, ERA under four. Uh, uh, his strikeouts were back up to a K per inning. Like It's 150 innings pitched. The health has come back for him. That's great to see. What they... And then quietly, Camilo Duvall has become one of the better like closers in the game. 27 saves at 253 rate. And they did what they always do. They signed some guys to low-key contract. Tyro Estrada, career year. Out of nowhere, 14 homers, 21 steals, 260. They maximized Jock Peterson's batting average, which is what they do, right? They sign these guys that no one thinks is going to do anything, and they're great for them. They, they do that all the time. Now, the problem was, here's what, here's what went wrong for them. Remember last year when we talked about how every single one of their batters was having a career year? When it was Brandon Belt was having a career year and Brandon Crawford? Guess what? They you all can't went rely back on that. They yeah. all went back to what they Regression were. Regression to the mean. Yeah. Brandon Belt went from 29 home runs to eight. Lamonte Wade, remember him? 18 home runs the year before with a 253 average, eight, 207. Brandon Crawford went from a 24 home run season to a nine. Even Yastrzemski dropped eight home runs in 10 more games. Like, 
although the year before we said, we're not sure how this keeps happening. They're having a great year. Great for them. And we all were kind of pulling for the Giants, but they all went back to being what they were. And they need more offense. We were just talking about this. I think it's a team, like, this is a team I could see signing Xander Bogarts. This is the type of team I could see signing Xander Bogarts. I think that's a possibility here. That's I one I, I think is possible. That makes sense. But, you know, you mentioned Michael Conforto. Earlier. I think that would make sense for this team, too. Like, Think of, uh, and rather than one big guy, they could, again, put uh, a few different things together. Do uh, a Brantley. Uh, do a Conforto. Do uh, a Bogarts. Uh, those three uh, would cost you a little more than Aaron Judge. Uh, within, I, and and they need more more players than just one big guy. So uh, that would make a, a ton of sense there. Um, pitching will be it remains to be seen, but I think offense is what's going to be their focus. And I, again, if they don't walk away with at least two bats that you say like, yep, those are good bats, uh, then their off season was uh, was a waste. How many players hit thirty home runs for the for the Giants this year? I'm trying not to look at the screen. I'm uh, did any. How many players? That's correct. How many players hit 20 home runs for the Giants this year? I'm still going to say zero. You are correct. 15? One. Nailed it. Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, sorry. Wilmer Flores had 19. My bad. Two. Like, your offense isn't good enough. If you want to compete with yeah. the Dodgers and the Padres, you need more offense. So, you're right. Aaron Judge obviously helps them, right? Trey Turner would help them. But one Aaron Judge is not enough to make this team. Like, you're not passing the Dodgers with Aaron Judge on this team. You're not passing the Padres. So... Yeah, they need more than that. Makes their uh, their offseason that much more challenging. Let's let's combo the the Rockies and Diamondbacks together only because uh, one of them I see there's I, I would feel more optimistic because you have the farms the budding farm system as showing it at the major league level and the other one I, I still wash rinse for the last wash years. rinse repeat uh, from whatever we said last offseason yeah. to this one. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're I don't know if they're trying to compete, not compete. They won't pick one direction or the other, and so you're left in the same spot uh, uh, where you've been. The only thing I could come okay, obviously the Rockies are the runs for a pre-team. The only thing I could come up with them for a positive was they have revitalized Daniel Bard's career. Now, great, good for him. Another 60 innings with a 179 year A. But then, of course, they rockied it because I loved it. Congratulations, Daniel Bard. I think you're now 37 years old and you had this career. But they should have traded him, right? Like, we said it, just like they should have with Trevor Story. You needed to trade him, and instead they gave a closer a $20 million extension. Like, it's such a Rockies move. Chris Bryant was hurt all year. He hit 306. You know how many? Chris Bryant and I have hit the same number of home runs at, at Coors Field, and that is zero, at least, sorry. Maybe he did when he was a Cub. But this year, Chris Bryant and I tied in home runs at Coors Field with zero. That's not a good sign, like, for what they paid him. Now, he got hurt. It, it's the worst it's one of the worst pitching teams in baseball, and it's not changing anytime soon. Now, you're right. The Diamondbacks? Like, that's a fun team to talk about again because they have a good young core. Their future outfield is going to include – so Dalton Varsho is really good. Uh, he was amazing when he was a catcher, but he's pretty good as an outfielder. Corbin Carroll's coming. And the 30-game sample or whatever we saw out of him, amazing. Uh, like, I think he was the 100th percentile sprint speed on Stratcast, meaning he's the fastest player in baseball. I've said before, I think Corbin Carroll can be Trey Turner. Like, I think he can do that. Now, he's an outfielder, not a shortstop. But, like, if you told me he has a 20-homer season where he hits 290 and steals 60 bases, I wouldn't, I couldn't, I could see that happening. That is my early favorite for rookie of the year next year. Jordan Lawler is expected to come up early next season. I think he's the MVP of the Arizona Fall League if I didn't, if I, and it might not be done yet. But they even had young pitching come up and do good. And then, if it wasn't for Alcantara, 
Zach Gallen, who I crapped on a lot on this podcast, probably wins the Cy Young Award. Like, I didn't see that Health coming. Health was up. there. I thought that his shoulder was rolled off. I wrote him off all year, shoulder woes. And I, I was wrong, right? Like, look, here's their problem, though. Like, I can sit here and tell you all about the potential of Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy and Corbin Carroll and Dalton Varsho. But at some point, you got to do it, too, right? Like, and they need, they're another one. They need some established pieces. I can, I can sit and talk about how they have all these rookies, but they need to sign, if they're going to compete, which, once again, I can sit and say, even at their 100th percentile outcome next year, are they better than the Dodgers? Probably not. Are they better than the Padres? Probably not. So I don't know if you sign them this year, but at some point you're going to need to sign some free agents to this team to win. You would like to have one veteran hitter to augment things within it, uh, but it's again, the the hitting, everything breaks right. This is a fun offense. Uh, there's You don't have that optimism on pitching. That's where it is. Uh, and, uh, and and that's what you need to, uh, somebody to say that's what's up. But uh, uh, but I, I would say that you need to get, uh, this is where, again, it's risky, but this is where uh, Martin Perez. Uh, guys like that that are going to be the, the, that second or third tier that you might have to spend more than, uh, than you'd like to to get them to come there. Uh, and there's risk in that. We can go to their current uh, situation for Madison Bumgarner being the uh, the way within that. So, again, there's already uh, uh, seeing right on your own rotation uh, the risk of hitting wrong uh, At least he's that. not Patrick Corbin. That's what he's got going for him. They also have a uh, horrific bullpen led by Mark yeesh. Melanchthon and uh, Ian Kennedy, who were great like half Ten a decade ago. ago. Yeah, like it's been a while. So, look, here's what I'd say. If you're ranking the rebuilding teams for like fun teams to watch, I'll take the Diamondbacks, probably followed by the Pirates. Then, then it gets maybe the Nationals if it's to get the right day. But, but it's it's the Diamondbacks, it's the Pirates. I don't want to watch the Rockies very often. The Reds. Royals. Oh, I was just talking at National League. Oh, National. I was just okay, talking okay. National League. The if Reds. If I that. get either Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo pitching, I will watch. Yeah. But I don't want to watch the Nationals very much. I don't want to watch the Reds very often. I don't care too much about the Cubs. I'd watch Marlins pitching. I'd the watch Marlins. Diamondbacks hitting. I think that's yep. the way that I would look at there, that. There are some. You talked about how good the National League is. There are some very good teams. There are also some very trash teams in the National League right now. The National League is very much a have and have, have not. and have not. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, we'll uh, uh, leave that part till uh, uh, till April uh, mm-hmm. for seeing, and, and we'll obviously break down once we get into the off season as we uh, that. Uh, uh, the hot stove will uh, uh, get going, and we'll uh, take a peek at all the different uh, free agency breakdowns, trade rumors, all that good stuff as we get to there. But uh, we'll back. next week, we'll be back to talk uh, championship series and, and preview World the series. World Series. And uh, it's going to be at least one more day for Yankees and Guardians. It has been uh, rescheduled Aww. to tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Ooh, weather. League baseball's hating that. We, no night, night. Not a night game. Ooh. We can... Uh, uh, very much end where we began with complaints about the weather. Uh, and uh, with that, I figure I'm not going to be able to make it any better than that. We'll see you next week for a World Series preview. 